Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this really special edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. As you know, I have on remarkable women uh, all the time on my show, and I don't usually know them, but today I'm excited to introduce to you someone I consider a sister. She is wonderful. A lot of you know her because so many of my listeners are in professional services. Um, Charisse Curiel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Susan. Well, first of all, before we get started, tell people about this beautiful name you have. You sound like some sort of um, Parisian stage <laughs> performer. Why, thank you. And if you notice, I'm always wearing black and white stripes and red lips. That is my signature <laughs> look. <laughs> I love it. I love but it. My, my mom came to the U.S., um, from the Dominican Republic um, in the very early 70s. Like, yeah, I think it was exactly 1970 because they have 50 years. They just celebrated 50 years in the U.S., um, my mom and, and her siblings, and this October. Wow. So she, she used to watch you know, like the old movies and, and stuff, and she fell in love with Sid Cherise, and she named Hi. me after her. I mean, my maiden name, doesn't really quite go with my last with my first name so (laughs) I was lucky to meet someone with a with a last name that just flowed well with my name as well let me guess subconsciously maybe you didn't date guys that (laughs) weren't fit (laughs) the last last name is big because my first name is eight letters my middle name is nine and then I was just like, this is too much. I have to drop something. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, it. I can't date you. <laughs> That's too much. Someone else with a long next name, like a Jackson or Martinez. Yeah. Like it had to be short and sweet. Even though um, I gained a letter with my new last name, it was just like, all right, I can deal with it because it sounds very French. It's not, but it sounds like it is. It does. It does sound French. That's why I said that. That's so funny. Well, you're so smart and so delightful and so funny. And I have to tell you, you take life um, appropriately, right? You're, you, I've never heard you freak out. I've never heard you, you know, you definitely understand you control what you can and you let the rest roll off. That's part of your wisdom, I think. Um, but for those who don't know you, I don't want to pass up the opportunity for you to talk about yourself so that you can introduce yourself to my listeners who don't know you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm Cerise Curiel, and I am, first and foremost, I am a mom. And, you know, that's the big part of me. I tell everyone that, well, I'm a mom, you know, and I'm doing this and that and the other, and I work. Um, But I am a marketer for a legal data company, and I love what I do. Um, Someone, I will that shall remain nameless right now, tell me, well, Sharice, you have to specialize and you have to specialize. And I've been thinking about that. So right now, like I specialize in storytelling and content because I realize that is where I want to be. It's always been my passion to write and to do research. And um, so that's the little bit of me um, professionally but yeah let me say something about that so folks that's how I got to know Sharice but I'm going to tell you she takes data and turns it to a a compelling story right so data is just data right until you put it in language that's moving and compelling and that's what she does she takes quantitative and and you know 
you know, information from her company and, and then is able to put it in um, user language, buyer language, you know, layperson language so that we're like, wow, that's amazing what you did with that, those raw insights and so forth. So that's a gift, right? Not everybody can do that. Well, thank you. It's, it's the one thing that I've been saying since I got there in uh, early 2018. And I said to them, I was like, you have to, like, you have so much and it's beautiful, like to me and my mind, because it's so structured, like it's numbers and, and you can make sense of it in, in a chaotic world, especially today, you know, especially with the pandemic, you can make sense of it. And it's just like, okay, in the legal industry, there were this many people at one point, there are fewer people now, what does that mean? And it's those questions. That. Yes. And it's those questions. And then, you know, um, before I got there, they were big on white papers and I kept telling them like, no, you need infographics. Yeah, you need people don't to... do that anymore. They communicate through pictures. Look at Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. And I kept saying like, we need to design something. Like we need to like tell people this is too much. It's intimidating to a lot of people. And boring. Well, that's Sorry. And yes. Well, to me, it's not. To me, it's not. Because but to some people, I'm saying. Yes. But thankfully, <laughs> I work with a whole bunch of data nerds. And it just, it's, it's, it's like the best. It's like a little piece of heaven. So it that's is, the best thing. Don't you think you have to put that in the language of the buyer? And that's what I think <laughs> you do. So that, in that part, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy and blessed about. And yeah. And that's how we met. Yes, I we love it. I love your, I love your boss. Okay, so she's a rock star. She's a super shero. Um, and now knowing you and a couple of other folks that work with you, I can see why y'all are successful together. You, you're just like wonder twins unite kind of thing. So tell me, what is your proudest professional accomplishment? Quite honestly, I am so new I'm old well I'm not old old but you know I'm oh, older not old girl <laughs> <laughs> I'm older well, like, I'm no. ancient. <laughs> well you know like 50s and you 40 and 40s and you 30 and 30s and you are but <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome but, that's so um, awesome well I must be I'm not a cougar but maybe I'm a saber-toothed tiger <laughs> <laughs> well I'm a leopard so it is what it is you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a leopard. I always say leopard in the wild when I when I uh, preview us since I do their marketing and I do their social media. Every time I take a picture of someone, but like, oh, look, leopard in the wild. That's but, awesome. Um, now, folks, her company is called Leopard Solutions. So that's why this is even extra special. Um, well, let me ask you, what has, has, has your position at Leopard been your proudest accomplishment to date? Um, it has been the entire transition of the marketing in in the in the two and a half, almost three years that I've been there. Um, it's just I can't even like pinpoint it because I I don't know if I'm there yet. It's I'm still amazed by oh, it. I'm that's still. Wonderful. That's a great answer. So you haven't yeah, had like, it yet? No, like maybe I have. And always looking back, like I love that I was able to make the transition into um, marketing. I, I was a late bloomer. I went to school later in life and then I, I stumbled into marketing because it was like the perfect, well, one, it wasn't accounting. So that's a good thing. And, <laughs> but it, it took in numbers and it took in uh, data and it, and it took in storytelling without selling exactly because I'm not the most comfortable 
talking about money in front of people, you know, it's just uncomfortable for some, but it took all those things and I, and, and just combines it together. So the ability to take the data and transform it into pictures that someone can easily digest in chunks. In yeah. small chunks. And I also want, I mean, let's on a broader scale, selling is out passe. It's creating a comfortable, safe space for people to buy. So, you know, those who push products or services or solutions, those are, I mean, I'm turned off by those kinds of people, um, but those who create a safe and comfortable space for me to buy and feel good about my decision, I think both parties walking away feeling good versus old school sales where one person says, ick, did I just get, you know, what just happened? Yeah. yeah. So I think y'all do a good job of that. Um, I, I know your style, I know um, your boss's style, and I know your colleagues and all that. It's a great, great company to deal with. I mean, you're fun to work with. Your product or solution, we should call it because it's a tech solution, is incredible. Um, but because this is not about the company and this is about you, <laughs> let's pivot back to somebody who might have been a mentor for you. Um, that's hard. You know, it's, it, there's so many women that I, that I meet today that are absolutely fabulous. I like the reason that I went to school later in life, even though I, I already had like somewhat of a career going was because I met so many women that had, you know, their degrees and they were doing it. And one friend of mine was doing her master's degree after so many years of being out of school. And I said, you know what, I can do that. But the reality is that when I think about it, it is a 90-year-old woman that still lives by herself, and she is my grandmother, Aww. and she literally lives up the road from me, but she's 90-something. She is a hoot, a complete curmudgeon right now because <laughs> she's getting up there in age, but she's, this is a woman who came to this country, didn't know the language didn't know the culture and she didn't know what to expect. And she left her children behind knowing that, you know what, I'm going to, even though I'm poor here, I can do something better. And she only had a third grade education, but she was the first person to ever leave the country in, in my family. And throughout the years in the 50 years that she's been here, she was able to sponsor a lot of my cousins who have, you know, advanced degrees today. They would not have been able to do that without her. I love this story. Totally and inspirational. Yes. And everything that I do and I tell, like, I, I remind my, my older sister and I remind everyone, I said, if it weren't for her, we wouldn't own two pairs of shoes today. Right. And now you have a closet full of shoes because everything was taken away from her because she was a woman. So her parents left her an inheritance of, you know, property and land because, you know, we were, we're from a rural area in the Dominican Republic and her brothers took it away from her just because she was a woman. Yeah. And she left and sacrificed and came to the U.S. and said, no, I'm going to get it back. So every time a sibling, a male sibling at that, was in trouble financially she could she was able to say let me take this off your hands there and that's you so beautiful considering um you know she could have been bitter and said huh do it for yourself like i had to but no she was very helpful no. that's loving she was and you know like the house that her sister lives in today 
was a house that she built herself tooth wow. and nail with no with no help she didn't she she wasn't she didn't have a husband but she still had these children you know this is 1950s and 60s in the Dominican Republic under dictatorship it was crazy yeah and she did it I can only imagine. I love this story because it shows that our country is comprised. We're all immigrants, right? So exactly. You know, I'm not even going to get political. We're just going to let the <laughs> the crazy madness play out. Um, I call it a shit show. And since this is my podcast, I'm going <laughs> to, I can use that word. But I think anyone who even those with the cleanest of, of mouths would agree that that's what this political landscape is, in fact, a, a circus, if you want to be nice about it. So yeah. I, I think that um, our country is beautiful because I am different like you, not from you, like mm -hmm. you. We are all different and beautiful in our own way. I'm very curious about other people, which is why I do this podcast. I want to hear other people's stories and um, I get to know you at such an intimate level. Like I've known you for a while and I know you well, but I didn't know all this and this makes me love you more. So <laughs> amazing. Well, on that same note as your grandma being very empowered, what do you think we can do to lift other women up? I think one of the first things that we all need to realize and preach and understand, like really truly understand, is that there is enough room for us. Yep. There is enough room for us and there is enough light in this world that we can all shine. And for far too long, we've let other people, you know, tell us we couldn't or that we shouldn't or that we can't at all, just simply because we have dreams in tandem. We want to do something great, but we also want to have families and we also want to have hobbies and be well-rounded individuals and be an individual from, you know, spouses or mates or whatever, right, or right. our children. Right. And it's just understanding that we don't need to be catty and we can embrace the differences in, in each one and appreciate it and help bring each other up. Like the men have been pulling each other up for centuries, for millennia. Yeah. They've been bringing each other up because it's it's a lot of cronyism. We can for do sure. that too. You we know, I love that, that you said dreams in tandem because I always, people say, are you a mom? And I say, yes, but I'm as much a career person too. So my, my son understood that. I was a single mom for a while and he knows that my career is very important to me. So um, I love that you said that dreams in tandem. I also love that you recognize the fact that there are women out there who do that and behave that way and they're catty. And look, I feel bad for them because they are insecure and motivated by fear, right? So that makes you do and say dangerous and unkind things. So I try to reach out to those people and say, who has hurt you and how can I help? Now, sometimes they, you know, spit poison in my eye, <laughs> but other times they're like, oh my God, thank you. I've never been treated that way, you know? So the bully is someone who's only hurting, right? Um, okay. Yeah. So let's try to create a safe space for all of us to share our vulnerabilities and share our fears so that we can talk through them and not internalize them and overcompensate for them by being mean to other women. Um, I agree with you. There is room for all of us there. We, you know, first of all, I am enough, right? I yes. am enough. 
And so there's room for all of us to be our whole full selves, love ourselves, and then share that person with the rest of the world. And a woman like yourself and a woman like myself, we are open to that, right? So I know that there are a lot of women who've been burned, um, but you can't, you gotta you learn from that. You can't like become the enemy, right? Don't become that which hurt you. Exactly, like, don't be that person. And sometimes, you know, when they spit, you know, poison and fire at you, you have to come back at them and be like, um, excuse me. That hurt. Uh <laughs> um, you spit poison in my face, lady. Right. Um I see Not you, in boo. My house. <laughs> exactly. Like I see you. I'm I, gonna kill you with kindness, but no, I'm still killing you, girl. So no, I think that I give them a shot, I give them a chance, and then if they blow it, I move on because there are a lot of women who are open to helping one another and who are honest about needing that help. I mean, I look, I started my um whole business from 2010 the, the freeman means business with sharing and showing true vulnerability and sharing and showing where i need help and asking for help and those who pretend they have it all going on and know all the answers they they don't they don't, they don't. so yeah well let me they ask don't. you this what has been your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome it um wow okay I think that right now, and it's the one thing that I had to get over, and it kind of was being a woman. It was being a woman of color, being a mom, and all those things wrapped up together. And it was so hard for me for a long period of time to get a job. And, you know, it was that moment, of course, you know, everyone supported me and saying, oh, wow, Sharice, you're so great and you're so smart. And I'm like, okay, why can't they see it? And that was a big challenge for me so much so that I scrubbed my identity from my resume, which sounds weird, but I did it because I said, okay, I, I don't want to be seen as just a woman. I don't want to be seen as, you know, this weak, vulnerable type of person where of course everyone has their weaknesses and their vulnerabilities, but I, I scrubbed it just so I can get my foot in the door and get that interview. How did and you I, do that? I I started comparing and I looked at my husband's resume and my resume and I and I put them together and I saw that my resume was verbal and it looked it read feminine it read feminine and you know you you've been in marketing you know how to sell things so you know that there's a certain language between when a man writes something and when a woman writes something and I made it data rich and I scrubbed everything, even like years in the diamond industry where, you know, I, I, I spent more than a decade as an account manager and in, in, in BD and things so, and building relationships. I knew so many people. And I said, you know what? I'm a rock star. I kicked ass in this. And I was able to save accounts and I was able to build them better. Why? Because I was so attuned to details. And that was my superpower then. I had less than 2% chargeback. So I made everything data rich and I, I converted the words into numbers. And that was the difference because men boast about their numbers. Oh, I was able to grow this business. Yeah. Yeah. Percent. I was like, you know what? I did that too. This and is so powerful. What you're sharing, you know, my company, the, the other company that I have, 
we do that work. We, you know, check for, uh, you know, bias in your hiring and recruiting practices. And that's one of the things we say, take your name off the, the, the resume and then do exactly what you did. I'm, I'm so impressed that you did, I did that. And I it's did sad that it has to be done. Out. Yes. That's what, yeah. Yeah. And and for a while I wouldn't even put like, you know, everybody has their little commas after their name. I was like, you know what? I worked hard for that EMBA. I struggled. I was running a business at the time because I'm I'm happy I'm not there anymore. I'm I'm happily a number two. Um, but I was running a business working 16 plus hours a day with my husband and my family because it was a family business. And running downstairs into the cellar where I had like a little office set up to write papers to finish my 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 master's degree and that's how I lived my life for about three years and and I was like I need to get a job I need to do this and this is how I'm going to do it and this is where I'm going to be and I changed it to C Curio comma EMBA until I finally got my foot in the door and I put Sharice. Here I am. This is Sharice. I'm Sharice. <laughs> Hear me roar, Helen Reddy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let me ask you something. So this is the part of the show that, well, first of all, let me not pass on this. I want to tell you, your stories are incredible and your courage is, is evident. And what I'm doing is trying to change the operating system so that you don't have to change or erase your identity, right? Um, mm -hmm. But right now, it's a white, man, a white man's world. And so apparently, for the past, I don't know, since the beginning of time, probably, we've had to communicate in white male in order to be taken seriously. Well, I'm changing that. So so when your daughter or, you know, the next generation, my son, they, they won't have to scrub their identities, they can be appreciated for, for who and how they are. So, um, but that's such a fascinating story. And, you know, God, I mean, it just makes me so sad that we have to do that. But anyway, you're, you're yeah. very courageous. So I wanted to ask you, this is a point in the um, show where I've added something new. I used to say, tell us something surprising about yourself. But now I have this box of 144 questions <laughs> and I pull a random question out of the box. It's called the wild card question. Are you game? I'm game. I knew it. I mean, come on. I know, <laughs> I know you. You're totally game. I could ask each and every one of these questions. You'd be like, I got this. I got this. Because you know and love yourself. I believe that's where it starts. Well, oh, this is a great one. We all are, right? We all are. When you're done, I mean, it's time to check out, right? So life is about being a work in progress. So here's your question. Okay. What is a piece of advice you did not take but wish you had oh let me see, do, do, see. Do, 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 do. Here's, I, I, it's hard because i'm this i'm my mom's youngest but the middle child for my father or like one of his middle children and i was always the type that if i saw like my sister make a mistake and i'll look at her like girl you stupid like what are you doing like that doesn't even look smart so, that's tough. <laughs> so it's tough because I always say to people like, you know, like, what's the difference between like you and your sister? And I'm like, yeah, I take advice. Like, I'll be like, hmm, you told me the stove is hot. 
I see it orange and blue. I'm good. I don't need to touch that. Right. So, That's um, smart. <laughs> yeah. Advice Peaceful. I didn't take. I'm still like thinking. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Take your time. You can, we can have a moment of silence and think about it. Um, I know for me, um, I have no regrets. So that would be a hard answer for me, a uh, question for me to That's answer. That's the thing, exactly, because I learned very young that regret doesn't even make sense. It makes no sense in life because everything that you've done, whether it's hurt you or not, brought you to this place. I so, agree. That's my philosophy. That's what I would answer if I were asked that question. I was thinking, you know, I had a really bad ex-husband, but without him, I wouldn't have this remarkable, you know, um, son who my current husband, you know, adopted when he was eight years old. And raised, exactly. Right. And, and, and raised was able no to regret. provide this, this great life. So right. I would, I would think that, I don't know, maybe it was, you know, like my mom had told me like, you know, Sharice, you know, go to school early and do what, you know, like study. Yeah, but you, know, wouldn't, that is, you wouldn't be where you are if you had done Exactly. And it was that whole, you know, you know, where, and, and it, it's still ingrained because she was still new when I was young. You know, she just yeah. still had gotten here. And, you know, I was, I'm literally the second person born in the U.S., in my entire family. My sister is the first. I no love one. your accent. I have to say, <laughs> we talk about this all the time. It's so charming and just, it's inviting. And, you know, I just get folded up in it, right? Like a warm blanket. I love your accent. I, I just had to interrupt and say that. I know random thought right there. <laughs> well, I, love I don't that. hear it. I love that you said I can't answer that because that does that is an answer right right there right that you know that's an answer I'm going to pull another question what do you think go go ahead oh this one's easy well I don't know it'd be easy for me I know what I want um a gift you'd give to everyone you know and love if money were no object a gift you give to everyone you know and love if money were no object the gift of traveling oh i love that answer the global mind the go yes. global worldview yeah global mindset yes it's it's the gift of traveling i love that everyone in my family always goes to the dominican republic for vacation i get it you want to go home it's it's caribbean it's beautiful but there's so much out there and even within the country itself you end up mostly going home right um as far as anything else and you go to a resort but you stay in the resort so you don't get to see anything you don't get to experience anything explore you don't explore exactly like you don't and it's sometimes in the little struggle in that in that bike ride that's just a little bit harder than what you're used to or that hike to whatever mountain or you know, pyramid or whatever is in the country that you're at, go there, like I do agree. it. I agree. I have to tell you, we lived in Hawaii for almost seven years and it's a, you know, we lived on Oahu. It's a small island. You can drive it in two hours. There are things I never did there. I'm like, what? What was I thinking? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind of like the fact that I've lived in New York my entire life and I've never been to Staten Island. Although I hear I'm not missing anything. (laughs) You bet. That's what I'm talking about. You need to go be a tourist one day. People travel all over from all over the world to go to New York to see all the things that make us unique and beautiful in that area of our country. You need to get out and be a tourist, just like I need to do the same thing. You know, I've never seen the painted ladies. I live in San Francisco. So I know. Uh, Lombardi Street. First time I saw it was like, I don't know, six months ago, right before the pandemic uh, shelter in place. Yeah. So this is what happens when you get buried in your work and you're attached to your laptop. And now we know we can work beautifully remotely. That's exactly. good, good and bad, right? <laughs> so well, you know what? We couldn't travel this summer and I was desperate for a vacation. And I always have a, a I always uh, purchase a pass to the state parks and I usually only use it for the beach. That's what I do. That's my happy place. The beach is my happy place. And I said, you know what? We're going to make this work. And we visited like within two to three hours. Like that was as far as we went because we wanted to come back home and we weren't comfortable staying in a hotel. Um, That's what we did all summer. And every weekend we picked a new state park to go to. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And well, like we if I were spend. a daughter, I mean, if I were young, I, you'd be the coolest mom ever. I think you'd be an awesome mom. So I know you well, are an awesome mom. I have so. two boys though. I'm, not, I'm, I'm a, a boy mom. mom. They're great. Exactly. I love my boys. I'm happy I have boys. I don't have to deal with drama. The drama, but I just think about my hair and having that and another child. I'm like, oh, the untangling. Oh, <laughs> I love you. That's so awesome. That's hilarious. But yeah, I have friends who are girl moms and they're like, so one of my friends who works with us, you, you might've seen her or met her or know of her, Megan Kelly, not the one from Fox mm-hmm. News, but she is, no, no, no. <laughs> she's a former news producer, but um, she is a black woman and her husband is a white male and their children she said the hair, it's an all day thing. The hair, we have to condition it and you know, all this stuff. And I was like, girl I, I i mean just being a girl mom like even braiding hair or just putting it in a ponytail i couldn't james is so easy i would just let it grow on the island when we lived in hawaii i just let his hair grow long well know? that's the that's probably why i want to be like that beach mom like that's my dream to oh get yeah to beach mom great to be a beach mom because it's kind of like it's like, oh, Sharice, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, don't answer it. You're going to the beach. I'm like, you know what? And if I can make the trip two days in a row, I will. Well, and what was cool about that is it's safe for kids. You know, like I wasn't exactly. worried. You know, he just go, he swims like a fish. I mean, he, you know, growing up on the beach with kids where they throw footballs and frisbees and body surf and they surf and they, you know, swim. it's just mm-hmm. really good, clean living. So um, they could kill me for making us move, <laughs> but, um, you know, anyway, it's, it's a, it's a good place to visit. Now we go back every now and then. So do you, um, let me ask you this. Do you have big plans for when this shelter in place order is lifted? Cause I know it's getting hard again in New York or, you know, I think they're shutting in again, right? Yeah, we're shutting in soon. We may get the word by Monday for the school. So I'm oh. literally setting up a new desk that will accommodate my two boys so that's good. Uh, that's good you're prepared be prepared I'm, uh, yeah i'm trying to prepare like i prepared in one way and like small things like okay everybody has a desk and they have a place to work 
but now I need them to be closer to me because we were working like in silos. So I didn't know what the little one was doing. I didn't know what the big one was doing and they both needed help. But if I'm in a meeting, I can't help them or I can't cope in the moment. So now gotcha. they're just going to be next to me and they'll get their breaks and I'll get my break. And I've talked, I've spoken to the that leopards. Structure. That's structure. That's good. Yeah. And I spoke everybody. to the leopards and I said, hey, this is what I can give you. If you can give me this, I'll give you a little bit more. I need time. I need to make sure my you're children great, are good. And... Great mom. You're a great mom. Well, well listen, and thankfully I work up. for a good company. Yeah, you do. And they're, I love your boss. Can we give her a shout out? Yes, to, to Laura Leopard, you know, doing, making change any way she can in this world. She's awesome. I have to tell you, um, she, she's been very supportive of me and my journey too. So anything I can ever do for you, your company, any of y'all, Phil, Laura, you, whatever. I love it. Anything, <laughs> let me know. So look, people might want to reach out to you and you need to tell them how. I am everywhere. I am everywhere. <laughs> the internet connects with you, my friend. <laughs> if you know how to spell my name, even my maiden name, you found me. I'm on, you can Google me. You can Instagram me. You can Facebook, You're Twitter, like LinkedIn. I am everywhere. <laughs> it's just the nature of the bees. Like you can't really be in marketing and content and not have not at least be found. Like, right. Why don't I do this? I'll put your LinkedIn profile in the blog that I write about you. And that way people That's can cool. connect with you on LinkedIn. All right. Yes, I'm, I'm run. I, I, you know that we can dish all day. We have done it. We did it yesterday, actually. <laughs> so, um, but until next time, I'm going to say goodbye and I'm going to go get um, another cup of coffee to start my day here in the Bay Area while you're on the other side of the nation halfway through your day. So yes. All yes. right. Love you. Have a good day. Thank you, girl. Bye. Bye.